You're tuned into the Barrage Sports Show. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's the Barrage Sports Show. We back in full effect, man. The NBA playoffs are popping. I'm one of your hosts, Mike Barrage, the dad, and I'm here with my son. Mike Burr. Mike Burr always delivers. We have a hot show. It's a lot going on. Now, as of this broadcast, we're going to just take it from where the games are right now. Of course, by the time you hear it, it might be a few things change, but it's still going to be hot, hot, hot. And we might as well start with the biggest story coming into the first round, Lakers versus Portland. A lot of people thought Portland was going to upset the Lakers. In fact, Charles Barkley was like, Portland going to sweep the Lakers. But as of right now, as of Monday, August the 25th, the Lakers are up 3-1. Mike Burr, talk to me about your Lakers against the Portland Trailblazers. Well, yeah, I think I think as a great team, you know, sometimes sometimes you just got to get punched in the mouth. They came out game one, they were flat. Uh, they weren't really prepared for Portland. They looked dry. LeBron was real passive. Real passive. And then they, they got punched in the mouth, you know. And then But then they came back. And they handle business like a championship caliber team. Uh, the last two games, they they were like thirty piece in them for most of the game. They were it, it was a blowout. It looked like it should have looked. So I think I think sometimes as a team, you like learn more from your losses than you do from your wins. And that's kind of the good thing or for about the NBA because it's it's a seven game series, so you can drop a couple games and then rebound and have those comebacks and then. Obviously, we see the last two games, they handled business and, you know, showed them who the better team was. Yeah, Portland just too little. You know, when you look at the Lakers, that size, and LeBron James has never lost a first-round playoff series. Right. When you think about how many times he's been in the playoffs and he's never been put out in the first round, and some of the teams in Cleveland, he was playing with mediocre talent. Mediocre to lesser talent. And for him never to be put out in the first round is a testament to the type of baller he is. Now, hey, the series isn't over. As of this broadcast, it's 3-1. But it looks like Portland is on the ropes. And uh, Dame Dollar might be just a little tired. I mean, he gave us magic in the bubble, bubble MVP. C.J. McCollum didn't slack. You know, um, Carmelo Anthony, I felt he overachieved. But now you can see, you know, He's off his magic carpet ride. So the Lakers are just too talented. When you have Bron, you have Anthony Davis, you have, you know, that experienced roster, KCP, the Morris twin. You know, it's just too many. Dwight Howard. It's just too many, you know, Kuzma. Too many weapons, too many tools in the toolbox. And they just overwhelmed Portland. Portland would have had to play their highest level of ball again, just like yeah. they did in the bubble. All throughout that series to beat them. You predicted Lakers in six. I predicted Lakers in six. But we both had the Lakers winning that series. Yeah, yeah it looks like it may even go five. But maybe Portland sneaks out another uh, game. And I like what they're doing defensively. You know, Dame came into the bubble hot. He was averaging like 40 points. So they said, hey, Dame is not going to beat us. So they're True. doubling them, trapping, trapping them as soon as he gets past half court. Because he can make it from out there. And they're just, they're not letting Dame do what he did all throughout the bubble. They're saying, hey, if CJ McCollum beats us, if if uh, Carmelo Nurkic beats us, oh well. 
but we're not going to let Dame just drop 50 every night. And uh, I think that's something the Nuggets <laughs> should take a page out of that book. Um, even though they, they won tonight, and now that series is 3-2. Uh, but that two, who's well, who's up? Utah? Uh, Utah. Okay. So Utah still is one game away, and the Nuggets got to win two straight. And and I think the 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 up until this game at least, I'm looking at the stats tonight. That game just ended. Uh, so Mitchell had 30, but they kept everybody else under 17 points. Yeah. Well, Jamal Murray had 42 tonight. Yeah, Jamal Murray's been working. But how they how they kind of got in that three one hole was Murray Murray uh, has been hooping and he's been going back and forth with Donovan Mitchell, but you can't let Donovan Mitchell average forty points a night, and then Clarkson is also averaging almost twenty points. Mike Conley is averaging over twenty points, and Gobert is averaging seventeen. So that I think defensively. And you see how they got the win tonight. They held uh, Utah to 107, where the last couple games, the the Jazz had over 130 points in each game, if, yeah. if you look at it. And that, that was really, I think, when they lock in on defense, they might be able to come back and win these last two games. But they they kind of dug themselves in a hole here. Yeah. And, you know, right now, many people... They're giving a lot more hype to Luka, who deserves it. Mm-hmm. Just dropped the game winner over the Clippers. And the Clippers were the number two seed. Many people picked the Clippers to win it, including me. And Dallas is giving them the business. But I'm going to get back to Utah. But you know who has the most total points in the playoffs right now? Donovan Mitchell. Yep. You know who's averaging 39 points a game? Donovan Mitchell. You know whose team is up 3-2 against the number three seed in the West? Donovan Mitchell. So, Luka could be the playoff MVP, but so can Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Because he's been putting in that work. So, you know, Utah, they're close to closing it out, but don't count Denver out. They're a resilient team, and they might be able to catch back up. They're down 2-3, to three, but who knows? Now, let's go on to another good matchup. That's now tied 2-2, and I didn't see this coming. Mm. Houston, OKC. Houston yeah. started off like they was in control. You know, OKC, they're young with, with Shea Gillis, CP3, Schroeder. They basically, their core of their team is that, that three-guard backcourt. It looked like they were on the ropes down 2-0, and all of a sudden, they won the last two games. They've been overachieving all year. Now it's tied 2-2. Yeah, and the, and the big question mark coming into the series was Russell Westbrook. He still hasn't played True. four games in. And then you see it's tied 2-2. And I don't if Westbrook doesn't come back, I don't know if they can win this series without him. Mm. They're missing a lot of energy. The rebounding, you're already playing where everybody's under 6-8. And then Westbrook is probably the best rebounder on the team. And you see they struggle without him. And I, but I think if I'm Mike D'Antoni, obviously this is up to Westbrook, but his, his this is the last year of his contract. I don't think he he does. They definitely don't want to go out in the first round. 
I think if Westbrook can go, he will play next game, though. Yeah, I mean, he's a dog like that. You know, he's a former MVP, and then he got an average, a triple-double for three straight, straight seasons. You know, he ain't no mark. He ain't just going to lay down for you. You know, Westbrook is going to give you that business, but you got to be healthy, though. Mm. So we don't know how severe the injury is because I'm, I think if he could play, he would play. Yeah. So it could be something going And then Houston, I mean, let's be honest, dude. They shot, I think, 56 or 59 three-point attempts in their last loss. I mean, come on, man. Yeah, that, that's... And remember, that's that's what happened against the Warriors when they had them down uh, 3-2 a couple years ago. It was the same thing. They they just kept shooting the threes even when it wasn't working. And it's like, you have guys that can. Eric Gordon can easily score inside. Harden can get buckets inside, too. Like, I know that they live and die by the three, but at some point, if you, you know, every shooter has off night. And when your whole team is having an off night, they just keep shooting them up. Instead of let's try to get some, let's get hardened in the post. Let's try to get some pick and roll action to the basket to get some easy buckets. But they they seem stubborn. They don't want to you know change the philosophy up. Mm. And I think another thing with Houston, I know they like playing small ball, but I think they gotta get some type of size because yeah. <laughs> right. they get killed right. on the, it the is board. The NBA. <laughs> they they get too killed. little. They get killed on the boards every night. Yeah. Every night. And yeah. you just can't – you can't win a championship like that. Yeah. You got to have some bigs in there. See, Mike D'Antoni's philosophy is if I could get he, – he's doing like a law of averages type of thing or some sort of wacky, weird scientist mathematic, mathematical equation. If I could get three every time <laughs> you get two and I get three and you get two and I get three and you get two, I'm going to win. That's mm. his philosophy. But with the three-point shot, it's kind of like that old saying, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. Yep. You can shoot yourself into a game, but you could also shoot yourself out of a game. So that's going to be interesting to watch. A lot of redemption there. I know Houston wants to beat OKC, especially Westbrook. You always want to beat your former team. You mm. know CP3 wants to beat Houston. So we got to keep an eye on that one. Now, let's go to the next matchup in the West. Mm. The most exciting series in this playoff right now, Clippers and Dallas. But mm. I will, before we get into the analogy of the the, the games, and they're two two right now. Luca has been Luca the Don has been Superman. Don Luca. Don Luca has been fantastic. Just dropped the game with a uh, last the the night before. But one of our one of our loyal fans, and we call them winners. So if you're a fan of the show, we call you a winner. One of our winners, Big V, my guy, he had a question for us. Mm. He said, if the Clippers lose this series, will that mean the end of Doc Rivers' reign as the coach of the L.A. Clippers? Because mm. once again, they underachieve. They underachieve with a Lob City. Now if he underachieves with this team with PG-13 and Kawhi Leonard and Patrick yeah. Beverly. Now, his vote was no. He thinks Steve Ballmer, the owner, loves Glenn Doc Rivers. My vote is yes. He lose this series, Doc Rivers. I think he on the he's gone fishing, as Kenny and Shaq and Chuck say. I think he gone fishing. What you think about that, Mike Burr? That's a very interesting question. Cause if the Clippers, if you're a championship contender 
and you go out in the first round, somebody is you got to blame somebody. That's just True. how it works. And if you look at the roster, you got Paul George, you got Kawhi Leonard, you got Patrick Beverly, Harrell, Lou Will. So you can't blame the players. Right. The talent is there. If Jerry West is their front office guy now, and he's like, hey, I pulled off the miracle of the offseason. I got Kawhi and Paul George here. Mm-hmm. So you can't be mad at me. And then you so you got to kind of look at the coach and say, hey, we had Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan. We never even got to the Western Conference Finals. We never even had a chance to win a championship. And then now you got Kawhi and Paul George and we lose in the first round. I, I don't know if he should be fired, but I think no, he would. No, no, no. Give me a definitive answer. If they lose this first round, is Doc Rivers gone or do you think they're going to keep him? I, I don't. To me, I, I wouldn't fire him, but I would put him in the hot seat. I would say, hey. We need a championship next season or it's over. So I'll that give, means no. No, I, I don't think I don't think okay. so. Okay. And I got another buddy of mine. He's also a winner. He's a big fan of the show, Mr. Henry. He says it's all PG 13 fault. That's that's uh, something I wanted to bring up. But <laughs> yeah. he's been he's been he's shooting 29% from it. Yeah. For the for when you talk, when you add up people with a certain amount of attempts, he has the worst field goal percentage in the playoffs. He has been hot garbage, and every time he get on Luca, he getting scorched. So, yeah. Mr. Henry, he's saying one of our winners, one of our subscribers to the show, he think it's PG thirteen fault. So you don't get rid of Doc. I'm different. I say, look, if PG thirteen is not performing, Doc, you the coach, make some adjustments. He can sit down. Yeah, you can do something. So, what do you think? Is it PG thirteen? The reason why this series is 2-2? I, I, I'm not going to put it all on Paul George, but if you look at him, okay, during the regular season, he shoots about 45 from the field, mm-hmm. 40% from three. He's very efficient. Now he's shooting 29% uh, percent from the field and 22% from three. Garbage. And he's he's only averaging 15 points. <laughs> so to get wow. 15 points shooting 29%, you, you guys can do the math at home. So he's definitely one of the reasons when he's supposed to be your second option and he's putting up numbers like that, it's no reason why you're struggling. But something I don't like is they they... I understand you want to stick to your identity, but... If Luka is torching you every night, and we saw in the game winner, Kawhi's on Luka. They set a soft screen. They switch. And Reggie Jackson is now guarding Luka for hey, the game. He's way too little. You, you mean you got the claw? He's supposed to be the best defender in the league, arguably. He should be guarding Luka straight up all night. Yep. Or a switch. Maybe him and Paul George be the only people switching. Yeah. But to just say, oh, we, we always switch, so we're just going to stick with that. And then Luca's game after game, he's torching you for a 30-point triple-double. You got to, as a coach, you got to make an adjustment. So I think it's a little bit of blame to go around, but Paul George makes a lot more than Doc Rivers. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. so that, that's yeah. that's kind of how that math yeah. is going to work out. Well, you know, as of this as of this podcast, it's 2-2. Lakers, I mean, I mean Clippers and Dallas about to start tonight. PG-13. Could redeem itself. Mm-hmm. So 
You know, maybe game five, you have a big game. I'm not counting him out. The guy's a bona fide superstar, not a, not the, I don't think a tier one superstar, but he's a bona fide uh, he tier a star. two superstar. Yeah. So PG-13 can redeem himself. But the bottom line is they're going to have to do something with Luka because he just yeah. is willing this team to win in all facets of the game, passing, rebound, um, scoring, and making the big plays. He's ha- he handles the rock so magnificently. Yeah. I got to give him a lot of credit, man. He is showing up and showing out. Yeah. He's like a, a 6A Steve Nash, you know? Yeah, he with is, a, man. With a, a lot of strength, he's able to score down low. And to me, if I'm the Clippers, I think it's simple. You say, hey, Kawhi, I don't care how many screens they set, you stand on Luka the whole game. Yeah. He's supposed to be the best defender in the league. Yeah. Why, why even... You know, you got to make some some type of change. Yeah, that's what you got them. Now, Milwaukee, they up 3-1. Mm. Bucks up 3-1. They lost the first game. Kind of like what you're saying. They got punched in the mouth by Orlando. Hey, Orlando, you know, they're in Disney World. They're in the bubble. It's in their house. <laughs> I'm glad they got them a win. Yeah. You know, just respect their house a little bit. You know, you know, put some respect on my name. Mm-hmm. So it's good to see Orlando did get a win. But after that, Milwaukee kind of went into... To Milwaukee mode, Giannis to Kupo. They just kind of turned it up. And the big center, what's his name? The starting center. Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez has been fantastic. Fantastic. And he was a franchise type type of player when he was in Brooklyn for a little while and early in his career. And now he's just seemed to have a resurgence. Chris Middleton is solid. So they're playing some good ball. And uh, Giannis, they're just a little too much. But I'm happy that Orlando did get one game. I, I caught the broom. I had the broom out. I thought they were going to get swept. But, hey, it's Disney World. Anything can happen in Disney World where the magic begins. So Mr. Walt Disney might have wheeled them to a win. He might have blocked something, <laughs> kept it from going in the basket. Yeah, I, you know, I predicted them getting one game off. I, I thought the Bucks would, would kind of need that one game. Uh but then, yeah, Milwaukee is is taking over the series, and it looks like they probably are going to end it out 4-1. Uh, but we talked about Paul George struggling. The second option for the Bucks is shooting 33%. Yeah. 37 from three, where during the regular season, he was shooting— You talking 50, about Chris Middleton? Yeah, Chris Middleton. He was shooting 50% from the field, 40% from three. <laughs> so— yeah. That's another guy, and he's only he's only getting you 13 points a night. Yeah, but but I'm gonna tell you the only difference with that, they don't need him right now. They playing Orlando. He can get away with it for this round. Yeah, they for this series. Dallas. He's not going against Luca. So But, but next right round. Now. Yeah, next round. My angel. <laughs> right. <laughs> Who he just wet. swept the pacers. Yeah, he wet right now, but right now he could yeah. be wet. They only need a few players to take knock off Orlando. Yeah, I hope but, he's warming up. Yeah, I hope he's. Oh, hope he does warm up. But remember, you said the key to Milwaukee. If they gonna make that run to the chip, Chris Middleton gonna have to step up and be Bat uh, Robin to to Giannis's Batman. Yeah, he he has to. Uh, Cause like I said, yeah, they they like you said they can get away with it with Orlando, but we just saw Miami handle the uh, Pacers and sweep them. Not, neither of us saw that coming. Yeah, and uh, Miami. Uh, I guess we saw about that series next. They're looking good. Yeah, they and they're confident. They got hoopers. Yeah, uh, Duncan Robinson is is amazing. Tyler, Tyler Hero, Hero, 
Jimmy Butler, Drogic, the Dragon. Yeah. Bam. They they got a team, and I feel like they feel like they can win a championship. They, yeah, because when you have Jimmy Butler, when you got when you have Jimmy Butler in the locker room, you got to add like two more feet in your locker room for his confidence and his ego. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, you ask Jimmy Butler who the best player in the league, he'll be like, hold on, let me think about that for a second. Jimmy Butler. <laughs> so give him a lot of credit. They took it to Indiana, and Indiana played well in the bubble. T.J. Warren played well. He was he was right up in the bubble MVP votes and going for 53 and clowning. Mm-hmm. But uh, Miami, once Jimmy B came back, they just let him know, y'all not even in our league. Yeah, they they really show that they're not just a strong team. They're they're one of the top teams in the East. I'm and telling you, I the way if Milwaukee dropped the game to Orlando, I don't know. The Heat might have a chance in that series because the way they play together and the way they shoot that three and play defense on the other end. They're going to really create some problems, especially if it's no clear second option. If Chris Middleton is still shooting 30% against Orlando, and now he has Jimmy Butler or one of their yeah, other great defenders work. on yeah. him, you know, that's that's going to be a tough, tough series. Yeah, yeah. Now, think about the team Jimmy Butler left. Mm. He was with them last year, the Philadelphia 76ers. Yep. They got swept. Boston took it to them. And we saw their backcourt kind of trio of Kimba, mm. Jason Tatum, and Brown. They they put it on them. They looked faster. They looked better coached. They looked crisp. Yeah. Crisp. That's the right word for it. And they, they just took it to the 76ers. And... Let's be honest. The Boston coach outcoached Philly's coach. He was. They just looked discombobulated by the end of that series. Yeah. And it got what Brett Brown. Mm-hmm. It got him fired, and unfortunately, probably deservedly so. Boston, as well as Miami, got a sweep. They looking impressive too. Yeah, Boston is looking good. I think, and I I, I know Jason Tatum is playing great. He he look he's showing you he's gonna be a rising star just like we're saying Luca and Donovan Mitchell who Jason Tatum is and so is Jalen Brown, but I think the key the X factor has been Kimball Walker. Yes, he's willing to do what Kyrie wouldn't do for them last year. He's saying, "Hey, I know I'm an All Star. I know I can go out there drop 25 a night. I've done it before, but I'm gonna let the two young guys take over, and then when they need me, I'll step up." True. And one thing about Kimba, he's always been clutch. True. You can go all the way back to his days at UConn, where he probably had, if not the greatest, one of the greatest tournament, individual tournament performances ever, where he put UConn on his back. Oh, man. He was sick in college, dude. Yeah, it seemed seemed like he hit a game winner every game. I'm telling you. And won the championship. And so we know Kimba is clutch, and he's hit some big shots for him. He's a leader. He he the team just jails a lot better. They're playing with a lot of confidence. And I mean, they they're going they're going to have a real test next round because yeah. the Raptors also swept the Nets. Yes. So I think this is the real test for them. Now we're going to see what the two young players are about. We're going to see what uh Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are about 
going against the defending champs and the, and the Raptors. So that's so that's the next matchup: Boston versus the Raptors. Yeah. Raptors took care of business, and I like the way the Raptors won. Yeah. Norman Powell had a big game one one time. Mm-hmm. Laurie's had a big game. Pascal Siakam had a big game. Um, OG is playing well. Mm. They just they're a well balanced team. Fred Van Fleek, he he started dropping you. Like they just hit you from all types of angles. Yeah. Serge Ibaka's had a big game coming off the bench. They just hit you with all types of angles. And they're a great defensive team. They're very well coached. They play within themselves. So what I mean by that is they don't just, you know, they're just not going to give a game away. Right. You're going to have to beat them. And because they're not going to just mess up. They're not going to be off their square. They're not going to be lackadaisical or lack of emotion. They're just a solid team. They kind of remind me of the Spurs in their heyday. Yeah. But they just play solid, fundamental, well-coached, well-defined basketball. And they ship Brooklyn out of there. Brooklyn, in all due respect to them, you know, five of their best players weren't there. KD wasn't there. Dwight Andre Jordan, Dinwiddie, Kyrie Irving. I mean, that's a that's yeah. an all-star team within itself. But they they showed up in the bubble. They were five and three in the bubble, but Toronto just showed them, look, we ain't playing with y'all. Y'all don't have no players. Levert, you good. Um, Joe Harris, you good, but y'all ain't on this level yet. So Boston, Toronto, that's gonna be a real good one. We gonna we're not gonna get into that now. But for first round, those were two of the most impressive teams, maybe even along with Miami. So the East, usually the West is all the hype. Yep. The East putting in that work first round. Yeah, the, it's it's good to see the balance uh, with all the great teams. And, um, yeah, Toronto definitely uh, took over that series. And uh, you got to give a lot of respect to how the Nets played, uh, not having, you know, their best players. And they still came out, did well in the bubble. And, and they made the games competitive. I know the scores might not show that, but Karis LeVert, Tyler Johnson, Garrett Temple, uh, Joe Harris, they they were hooping. Yeah, and they increased their stock. You know, people going to be looking out for them next year, but yeah. that's not enough to beat Toronto. Yeah, and and uh, J- Jared Allen is another guy. They got they got some young. Yeah. You know, the future is bright. I don't think you can hold your head down at this. Uh, but Toronto, I like how they came out. They didn't come out like the Bucks or the Lakers. They said, hey, we're just better than them. We're just going to prove it. And then, like you said, that's the dangerous thing about Toronto because it's egoless. Like, whoever right. is the high hand that night, they just going to feed them. Right. It could be Ibaka. It could be anybody. It could be the 10th, the 15th guy on the bench. If he's hot, they're going to feed him, and everybody else takes a step back and just plays great defense. Yeah. So. That's what's going to make them tough to beat in the series. And, you know, having Siakam and OG and all these guys on, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum for all <laughs> 48 minutes, they're going to have to earn it. Boy, them some young yeah. go-getters. And they got a little edge. They were 17-5 and five without Kawhi last year. Mm. And they want to show everybody Kawhi was our man. They did. They never denied that. They Matter of fact, they even thinking about voting on the rest of the statue in Toronto for Kawhi just off one season. <laughs> and you know what? I don't think that's a bad idea. He was magical. Yeah, that was, but, a, <laughs> that was a great season. But they letting, they letting people know, though. But it wasn't just him, though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, Super Producer April, hit us up. I know you got some facts for us. Come on, get in on this. 
Well, Damian Lillard is going to be out for game five. He has a right knee strain. Oh. So, see ya, Trailblazers. Yeah. Try next year. Right. <laughs> um, a couple of the NBA 2020 awards have been announced. Okay. Um, Nick Nurse won for Coach of the Year. Toronto's coach. Yeah. I love him. And also the NBA Defensive Player of the Year was announced. None other than the Greek freak Giannis from the Bucks. Wow. He might be MVP and defensive player of the year. He obviously does it on both sides of the court. And uh, he can guard one through five. So, I yeah. mean, it's tough to argue with that. And he, I don't think anybody's going to have an easy time scoring on him. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Anything else, Super Producer? That's all I have for you all today. Okay, all right. Well, let me, let me add. I'm going to throw something out at y'all. If you Portland, mm. next year... Do you re-sign Melo? 100%. Why? I think Melo fits in perfect with this team. He he great chemistry fit. He's a vet and he he has been their third scoring option. But I think and and one one impressive thing about Melo, at least during the bubble, he showed he He's committed on a defensive end. I think this is the first time yeah, in his he career. Yeah, defense. Yeah, it's the first time in his career we've really seen him put that effort on both sides of the court. I like what Melo's done. Uh, I would, you know, obviously the price has to be reasonable because they need to they need to get some other pieces as well. They need some more defenders. Yeah. Uh, we saw with them adding Whiteside how that improved their team. They need to get some more guys like that. Uh I know they used to have Trevor Reza, but that's the type of guys they need to fill out this roster. Yeah, well, Reza, Reza's still there. He just can't, he was hurt. He couldn't play. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Reza's still there, but they, they could have used him. For real. And then uh, Nick Collins, or Zach Collins got hurt, yeah, too. Yeah, Zach Collins got hurt, yeah. but, you know. Because another thing about Portland, they, they only play like nine to eight people. You know, they yeah. have a very short rotation. So I think they need to add, fill up the roster, find some three and D guys. Because you know Lillard can hoop. You know McCullum can hoop. I like what Melo can do. I like what Nurkic should do. But they need some other guys, especially they need a six-man. You know, they yeah. need somebody that can come off the bench and give them a spark. They and need, I think that was going to be a, a, either Collins or Reza, but they're, yeah. not, they're not there. Yeah, that's that's why depth is important. Because if you're only playing nine guys on a regular basis, if one of those guys goes down, now you really, really shorthanded, you know. If you have, if they get some more players and open up that rotation, now if you're missing one or two guys, you can still play at a high level. Okay. Now let me ask you this: This is kind of a, a comedy question. Are the Lakers gonna resign J.R. Smith? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't, I, it's gonna be interesting. No, they shouldn't have signed yeah. him in the first place. <laughs> I mean, he's playing that big minutes for right the now. bubble. Yeah, that was yeah, for, that was the bubble. He already retired from the NBA and. He must still be friends with LeBron. Yeah. That's the only reason why. It's good to know the king. Exactly. I mean, he is an NBA champion, so. Oh, yeah. I ain't hating on J.R. He made his bread, too. Hey, well, he going to come up big for him in, the, in these playoffs. No. Watch. No. Bomb. Watch. See, now, that's Mike being a complete Laker fan <laughs> to say that J.R. Smith is going to come up big. I remember. You know? I'm glad we're recording this. <laughs> <laughs> and he only saying that because he wearing that Laker uniform. <laughs> but I like that. I like your dedication. So, hey, man, it's been a real good podcast. And uh, 
Anything else you want to throw out there, Mike Burr? Nah, I think uh, I'm excited to see how these games are. Uh, Dallas and and the Clippers are playing right now, so check that's, that that's out. That series so far, man, it is so it's so much tension, yeah. so much drama. They physical with each other. It's a little nasty. It's kind of like the '90s. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, it's a, a lot of these games have been like that. Like uh, especially the the Miami series. Like some of the games, it would only be like 80 to 90. You know, right. like we haven't seen that. I like how the left the refs are letting them play a little bit. Right. Uh letting them be intense. And uh yeah, it's it's really it's a nice atmosphere. The players are really going at it. They're going at it, man. I gotta give them a lot of credit. The bubble has been a success. A huge it has success. been a very pleasant surprise. Super producer April, you got anything else to hit us with before we pull out? No, I think that's about it. Let's finish this up so we can watch the game. Yeah, <laughs> you know it. So hey, if you if you want to be a part of this, we on every social media platform. Check us out on YouTube. Like us, please. Subscribe. When you become a subscriber, we're going to call you a winner. That's going to be our new name for people who are part of the podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. We coming back with a lot more NBA playoff information. And guess what, y'all? The NFL is coming soon. Let's go. Oh, yeah. The NFL is coming soon. Duh, Bears. Duh, Bears. So, <laughs> I hope. No, I'm sorry. But, yeah. So, the NFL is coming soon. We're going to hit that. We're going to still talk about some baseball because guess what? The White Sox, my team, our team, everybody in this house is a White Sox fan. Everybody in the Barrage podcast is a White Sox fan. They're in second place right now. Yeah, that, that young talent is finally starting to uh, develop. Yeah, we're going to hit that up, too. So, stay connected to the Barrage Sports Show. Tell a friend. And guess what? You know how we do it. Mike Burr, drop the beat.